0: I can't believe we're paying to see something we get on TV for free. If you ask me, everybody in this theater is a giant sucker! Especially you! To infinity
1: and beyond! Aiden Bond! Top of the world! i the king of the world! No agent! No agent! flying
0: Who's on
2: first, what's on second? I don't know who's on third. and I
0: mention my dear Watson? What's in the box? Just what do you think you're doing, today? Frankly,
2: my dear, I don't give
1: a
0: damn.
3: But why male models? Why so serious? I am serious. Now, don't call me sure. Well,
0: nobody's perfect.
1: Go ahead, make my day.
3: Welcome everybody to Pop Culture, I am Scott, I'm Jason, and I'm Monica, and we are back with Peeling Onions, we haven't done a discussion in a little while, remakes might have been the last one, maybe, it's been a while, anyway, this episode we are going to be talking about TV series that got turned into movies, or movies that came from a TV series, or from from Idiot Box to Silver Screen. When you've run out of ideas and you've got bills to pay.
0: (laughs) Or maybe being being sued by your cast or something as well. Jesus.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Bills. Bills. (laughs) So, uh, something that... uh, Researching this, I was sort of like, oh, it's a fairly modern thing, you know? Like, oh, yeah, people watch Bewitched. Let's just make another one of those. It's a fairly old process it, it's been done quite a bit
0: yeah what, what was the earliest one you found that if i
3: couldn't i couldn't
0: go off the earliest one i found well, but oh i thought you had one in mind that's why you're saying making i didn't it just thing. it just surprised me that like it, it there were things i didn't think of that were like
3: older than i sort of expected oh, Or okay. movie yeah. or mo- like like there was like a doctor who movie in like the buddy 60s with um, uh, Peter Cushing as Doctor Who. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah like They yeah. made a feature film, but it's not canon. And <laughs> all the Doctor Who nerds are really sensitive about it.
2: Uh, they're just sensitive in general, but yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> but accurate. <laughs> Their ringtones. Um... Uh, the things like the Batman movie from the sixties as well, and... mm. yeah, there were there were there were just there were more than I kind of was it was like thinking about. I think,
0: mm. yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things that's been around for a while. I mean, I can certainly remember quite a few in the sort of around the eighties happening there, but not as much as we get from about the nineties to the <laughs> noughties. So that, that's when. Hit uh, Top Gear and decide that seemed to be the thing to do, and maybe maybe it's a bit of a uh, a retro look back, you know, um, at shows gone by. And I'm trying to think of the word. I've suddenly forgotten the word. Yeah, nostalgia. That's the word I was looking for. Yes, you're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, but it, it is. It's a nostalgic. I
3: think it's a generational Trip. thing. It, it's yeah. like, it, but it's it, you know, and I I don't mean to sound as cynical as this is going to come across. It's almost like it's it's always that like, okay, TV shows from the sixties and seventies, okay, in the eighties and nineties, the people who watch those shows growing up now have money.
0: Let's yeah, make that. Yeah,
3: and yeah. like a few a few years ago, it's like, ah, oh, people in the nineties watched Baywatch, so let's make another one of them. It's it's that kind yeah. of like allow enough time for the generation who grew up with it to suddenly have a lot of money, <laughs> and then it's like, can we make it?
0: but uh, I'd say
2: that's yes. an important point to make it's yeah. perfectly valid you know um those people do have money now and why yeah. not capitalize on the once popular thing now that they have a bit more expendable income i mean yeah
3: drop the detective pichu movie when i've got money and children it's a bunch
0: <laughs> don't mind if i do
3: <laughs> it's it's I
0: i also think it's that nostalgic thing for the filmmakers like they obviously enjoyed those shows and went i want to revisit it and bring it back again. But um yeah, I, I think it Sometimes. could be cynical quite quite <laughs> obviously. I mean it's gotta be run and it's gotta be paid for and the reason for that is it's gonna make money.
2: Yeah, exactly right. And you're sort of looking at the opposite trajectory these days where you have films and then you have televised series based on those films. For example, you have um, the three series released by Marvel, which you know canonized those stories and weave into the larger tapestry of the movie so everything needs to be watched together um star wars have been doing it for years
3: yeah but then they but also can go the other way too is where it's like we just a few hmm. weeks ago we talked about snowpiercer there's no way successful snowpiercer tv show that we wouldn't have if not for the movie it's so it's, the it, each
0: each system feeds into the other
1: oh absolutely
0: i think the. i mean i've raised this one because I think it's an unusual choice to make because when something's made for television, it's working to an entirely different system or fu- uh, set of tools to make a television show. And it's going to be mm-hmm. ongoing and, you know, a single episode has got to be self-contained and enjoyable enough in itself, but then to expand mm-hmm. it to be a single story as a film. And you've only got maximum, trying to con- maybe two hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm trying to contain it in. Um, so when I thought about it, I was going, well, they sort of treat it all very differently, and there's what I'd call uh, films that are based on television shows in name only. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you Miami Vice as an example of that. So yeah, because that them.
3: Yeah, nothing to do with the. I think. Well, I think it like was. was I think it was Michael Mann because he created the old show, and it was like his attempt to kind of
0: update his story or something like
3: that people's reasonings and stuff but you're absolutely right yeah yeah
0: it's and then you get more of the same but bigger (laughs) It's uh, that's the batman movies and things like that it's just okay let's transpose it to the big screen but it's pretty much just another big episode of the same thing um Mm. then you get sort of the parodies and meta films of you know self-reflective ones like the brady bunch where it's, okay, we're in the 90s now. Let's look back at the 70s from a 90s point yeah. of view. And 21 Jump Street. And, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. yeah. And then um, you get the ones that actually go, there's the concept, and they build on it and create something which is self-contained and amazing. Which, yeah. uh, there's oh, there are some... Hey, we're going to go
3: through some bad ones and some good ones, and there are yeah. some good ones.
2: There nice. are some great successes, yeah. I just feel um, comparing the two together, like I feel television is just such a bigger investment than movies you know you dedicate a lot of time because it goes on for you know multiple seasons and you know you have the time to create good stories interesting characters meaningful arcs or you know disappointing ones as well whereas you know with a film you can sometimes lose focus within that
0: it's also a big risk risk. because because if you have a television show and you've been watching it for years Mm. You've, you, you've committed so much time and built a relationship almost with the characters and the show and the story. Yeah, it carries back. And then you're going to watch it in just a one sitting, one off. Mm. That's a big load to hold, I have to say, yeah. in terms of trying to live up to those expectations. Yeah, you, so A very, yeah. very risky thing to do.
2: Yeah, you, you run the risk of tarnishing um, that love you have for the television series that could almost, you know, Cause um, you know a moment of reflection, being like, "Well, was it ever really any good?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think some of them show that it never was. Yeah.
3: <laughs> right. Well, shall we? Shall we jump into what 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 works and what doesn't work? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So I'll throw out my first one. So this one was uh, a movie that I was uh, as a younger a younger man, I was legitimately excited about, and because mm-hmm. I think I had such an affectionate love for the original show. Uh, and the movie, however, was a bit of a thunder turd, shall we say? <laughs> <It> was uh, <laughs> Thunderbirds?
0: <laughs> I didn't even know there was a movie about one. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> uh, a, it
3: is it is a fairly big budget adaptation of Thunderbirds. It's, oh um, okay. oh by...
0: no! I do vaguely remember it. I just wouldn't touch that with the like. And probably <laughs> this this is probably the reason like thunderbirds for me that's my childhood that's yeah. my saturday morning early watching this amazing marionette thing put to live action i don't care i just no nah. it's, <laughs> it's not it i, I well, don't care well you're you're right and uh,
3: <laughs> but, you know i was like
0: 14 and
3: <laughs> and um yeah it's just it's awful uh, <laughs> uh jonathan fakes directed it who is not an incompetent director by any stretch of the imagination, you know. He's he's churned out some of the absolute best Star Trek films, and that's certainly what he's famous for.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Ben Kingsley is the Hood, and which yeah yeah on the yeah I can see that I can maybe see that. uh yeah. Bill Paxton is uh Jeff Tracy, right? And then you've got the sons who are like interchangeable actors. I don't I couldn't name a single one of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's sort of like a,
3: it's sort of like an origin story for the the youngest brother to become a thunderbird. Anyway, it's just shit, and it's yeah, it was just, it was just never gonna be able to do it. And then for some strange reason, when they finally are about to take off, it cuts to the hands going on the controls of their marionettes. It's like,
0: why did you even do that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think.
0: It's like affection, but like in just misplaced. I think Trey Parker and Matt Stone knew what to do. (laughs) 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 Um, Fuck yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, it was
3: just a disappointment, I think, because I had such a love of that show as a kid, because my parents had grown up with it and then they were like, oh, it was still on on the, like, Saturday mornings, and I had all the toys, I had the Thunderbird. Still got my Thunderbird 2. My son is now playing with my Thunderbird 2. I mm. won't let my kids play with my Thunderbird 2. It's too expensive. <laughs> 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 so what's the big plastic one, though, from when no, I was a kid. No, but You got the metal little, one.
0: Little dinky toy. Yeah, so yeah, Yeah. yours is worth
3: something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think mine's worth quite as much. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, oh, that's sad. I, I, but, yeah, I, I mean, this is just illustrating what I was saying earlier, I guess. It's where you've got that expectation. It's just going to be yeah. so easily dashed.
3: Yeah. Yep, and it sure was. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, Thunderbirds is definitely a how not to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Um right. I've got one here that I just think it's because the show is pretty poor as well. <laughs> it's just reflected in the film. Even worse, it just... Emphasizes all the problems with the show, and that's Dukes of Hazard. Oh. <laughs> the girl's um, <laughs> yes, a Ted risk.
3: Yeah, I not watched Ted yet. Uh, <laughs> I I've seen the movie, but I've actually never watched the show, and I uh, don't really care to, <laughs> to, be honest. But same here,
2: actually, and I thought the film was rubbish. So uh,
3: well, I was in high school. Jessica Simpson was it? It was a pretty big deal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cultural icon, Jessica Simpson. <laughs> Art <laughs> house superstar, Jessica Simpson. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's... being the chicken of the sea, Jessica Simpson. <laughs> Oscar for <laughs> <Boni>, Jessica Simpson. <laughs> <That> men's up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, poor Jessica Simpson. No, we should leave and her alone. She, <laughs> she
3: sang the song, and I just remember she did the cover of um, Nancy Sinatra's it's a oh, that's right.
0: You know. And it was every
3: movie I went to while that movie was coming out, they played the music video all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, really it's about... These guys who have a Confederate flag on their, their car. For they one, love their a, car. They're good they're old black boys. They people, but they love their car. <laughs> well, that's, an, that's, you know, pardon the pun, that's an immediate red flag that they are trash yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> but if you watch the show at the time, it, there's none of that in it. It's no. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it it was a poor show. It was, and obviously, it was like
3: Johnny Knoxville and. It's
2: Owen Wilson, isn't it? No it's no. <laughs> wow. no that's no that's a different one that I'm thinking it's of. It's John
3: William Scott, right? Yeah, that's it. Yes. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think um Owen Wilson was wasn't he in um Star Scannuch? Yes, yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's the one I
2: confuse it with. Thank you.
3: Yep. Yeah. They got a car, they've got a red car, yeah, a, there's, a car. there's two guys really? in a car. That's I see not... how you got confused. It's not worry. my fault. Yeah, no, no. It's it's the it's 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 um Owen Wilson's fault. Um, no, Owen Wilson's fault. Except the cars. Um, it's, a, it's a shit movie, you're right. <laughs> it's a shit movie.
1: Yeah.
0: i I don't know whether they had anything to work from there though. I mean, could you improve it? I don't see how. What do they do? They just every episode roll around while the like boss hog chases them? Is that kind of... The... Uh, for some reason, uh, yeah, it's a corrupt. Boss hogs corrupt and they're sort of fighting the corruption and trying to keep their property. And it always ends up with the car having to jump a river or something, I don't know, to escape the police. And that's all I remember.
2: So it's an evil Knievel show.
0: Yeah, sort of, yeah. <laughs> and it's got John Snyder in it.
3: Famous religious holy man, John Snyder. Oh, the yeah. man's dad from Smallville. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I believe he's now a televangelist. I could be wrong, but uh, what a
2: twist. <laughs>
3: yeah, he failed upwards.
2: <laughs> Sounds
3: about right. <laughs> All right, cool. What's what are we got now? What's Monica? What's on your shit list, Monica? Oh,
2: well, I I feel obligated to definitely name this one, and I think this is um, falling into the category of in name only. But I would like to um,
0: put a target on
2: 2005's Bewitched.
0: <laughs> I, I Which, don't think that's an in name only. I, I do think they tried to reflect it, but it, yeah, it's terrible. It's, it's like a weird. I never saw it, but it's like a weird meta film, though, right? It?
2: It's a weird meta film where they try and recreate the television series Bewitched, and the character, the actress that they cast, played by Nicole Kidman. Happens to be a witch, and it loses all the whimsy and wonderfulness that the original television series has. I can go on forever about how much I love Elizabeth Montgomery, but I won't get into it. And how disappointing <laughs> this movie is to me. But it's just—it's no good. It doesn't coherently tell a story, and it's extremely sloppy. <laughs> That's
0: yeah, it, it. For me, it just is a testament to. Uh, our wooden Nicole Kidman in terms of the acting. It's just her, her delivery of comedy lines is so weird. It's her delivery um, of
3: most of her lines is.
0: Yeah. Oh, look, I, I can forgive her in things like, um, Dead Calm. and. I was about to say Dead Calm
3: and BMX Bandits. There you go.
0: Yeah. Um, and even the others, but it sort of suited the character of that. But in this, it just does not work whatsoever, and yeah, there's no warmth to a character whatsoever. If I I get back from the uh, bewitched character, yeah. and um, yeah. Will it, Ferrell's it, just being Will Ferrell.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's the other huge problem I have. Well, he knows him. he
0: knows
3: what he can do. He knows his limitations.
2: Yeah. He, he knows what he can do, but he's obviously um, the the Darren of the story as well. He doesn't play it with either Dick Sargent or Dick Yorks almost naive charm and it's just it just really he's lacking
3: a bit of dick you're right
2: (laughs) (laughs) and um also um shirley mclean as you know our standard and dora just doesn't hold a candle to the original oh the mother she's
3: freaking amazing in the show
2: just wonderful with her you know um cloak and dagger mischievousness
3: (laughs) Murderous rage. Murderous rage against son in law. Yeah. We've all been. Daughter's too good for you.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering whether they got inspired by the Brady Bunch film and made that. That's what I'm thinking now. Yeah, that meta approach to it.
2: Yeah, that certainly
3: seems to fit. The moment I heard it wasn't like the kind of geeky, like, which is really good. It's just like a really sweet, fun show. It uh, is. I think one uh, yeah. division did a very good job of uh, remaking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, or you know, nodding respectfully Yeah, yes. yeah.
3: But um, yeah, I'd never cared to watch the movie after hearing everything about it. Yeah,
2: just <laughs> don't do it.
3: <laughs> I, I'm good. Uh, my next one is another one of my childhood uh, passions that got turned into. I think we're up to like six or seven movies now, and that is uh, Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> That's on my list. That's on my... <laughs> However, there is an exemption here for Bumblebee for being fantastic. Okay. Did either of you watch Bumblebee?
0: No. Yeah, I saw Bumblebee. I, I I didn't find that as horrible as Transformers. Because it's, That's because for sure. it's actually good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it's got heart and
3: uh all yeah. the things that made the cartoon worth watching uh, as a kid.
0: Tran- Transformers just came across as Bit slimy and uh, uh, yeah, gross, yeah, absolutely yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. gross. Like, yeah, the like it was directed by a 13 year old boy who hasn't been taught that touching people is inappropriate mm. <laughs> 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 like,
0: unless really they want to be. Touched. CG, yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> yeah. consent is important, <laughs> it's
3: really gross. And these sort of like creepy, lingering Michael Bay shots of poor Megan Fox, or whichever model turned actresses picked to go into the movie along with like just dick jokes and robots yeah. it's just
0: foul and and they look like shit Oh, and the action sequences are so fast you don't know what's happening. Yeah, I could
3: wave tinfoil in front of a camera and you'd have about as much idea of <laughs> what's going on.
0: I
2: guess to me the only good thing that's ever come out of um, those Transformers movies are um, there's a video essayist, um, Lindsay Ellis, who broke down film studies through um, a discussion of all the Transformers movies and she does an amazing job doing that. So if for that...
1: That's the only <laughs> thing about it that I'm grateful for. got some yeah, to talk about. It costs <laughs> cost
3: fifteen billion dollars, but we got a video essay. Oh, <laughs> look, she talks about feminist
2: critique, um, queer film. It's highly recommend it if you've got the time to watch them. They're great. Oh, there's, there's
3: there's so many there's so many missteps that the Transformers movies make in their handling of anything remotely serious it's a cautionary tale if anything (laughs) and i don't know how they just kept well i do know how they kept giving michael bay money to make them so i don't but why
2: capitalism (laughs)
3: yeah we know anyway the first one came out i was like 17 i was like that's not so bad that's the you know there were robots punching each other i'm fairly happy and then after that they just got worse and worse and more offensive and Bumblebee then... was good. Bumblebee was amazing. Haley Steinfeld, it's it's very much like a love letter to the 80s show when that's where it's done well. Mm. And I'm glad to know that the next one is just ignoring all the others and is a
0: sequel to Bumblebee. <laughs> 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 well, maybe, yeah, maybe it'll be saved there. All right, my next one. Charlie's Angels. Yeah, it's on my list.
3: <laughs> I haven't seen the new one, but you know, know I, I'm I, not going
0: to it. <laughs> I, tr- I started watching it just for this and couldn't. I, oh, I really? Stopped, yeah, I just stopped dead. I do. I went. No, nah, I'm not going to waste my time. It's it's just as atrocious. So, uh, if anything, it was flatter than uh, the one. I. That's a good song. Yeah. Well. Believe it or it not, is, it's worse. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I didn't watch it right through, but it. it what just, was it described? The cast were describing it as the woke Charlie's Angels. Yeah, possibly. That, that
2: in itself seems
0: problematic as well. And, uh, look, it, it, it's an odd show. I mean, I guess the the original show was voyeuristic in itself. Of, like, I was say, it's got to be like women. that. I've yeah. never, I've yeah. never watched it. Yeah, no, I remember seeing it. 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 It wasn't the greatest shows. It, it didn't really have anything like something like Mission Impossible type uh, action or twists and turns. It was just like a action-packed... But I had Farrah Fawcett. had Farrah Fawcett and know. all those, Um, yeah. Uh, which I guess at the time, if you po- place it then, it's sort of okay. Because if you think back in 70s, early 80s, you don't get a lot of women... Being the heroes, mm. so I guess that's why it sort of felt like it was something that was worthwhile to bring back in and,
3: and mishandle it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I
2: yeah. guess the films to me sort of, um, I guess, uh, give the appearance of lip service to strong female characters, but they're not.
3: No, no, it's like it's like here are some strong female characters. Now let's take their clothes off and
2: make it all it's about like... and make them and make it all about their relationships to men.
3: Yeah, yeah. Even though the not the point. Has to be kind of yeah, manipulating her. A man who has manipulated her, or and uh, not she just... fell for the bad guy, even though.
2: And not just any man. You waste Sam Rockwell.
3: Sam
0: Rockwell.
3: <laughs> that upsets me the most. <laughs> the only thing in this movie I liked was Bill Murray. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you know, uh, he.
3: I mean, it's
2: Tim Curry in the first one.
0: <laughs> There's quite a few. <laughs> individual <laughs> characters that are worth sort of noting in these films but what, what,
3: Tom uh, Green Or
0: was he the Chad or something? Isn't yeah. It, yeah yeah, yeah.
3: Um, oh, uh, God. Oh, uh, Crispin Glover
0: no, pretty... Crispin Glover yeah. he, he does what he can do really well regardless he wasn't
3: of... even cast he just showed up on set and so yeah Did he? <laughs> just, just so
0: Andrew Barrymore. That <laughs> wouldn't surprise just... me <laughs> we <laughs> just, just shut up on
3: day. T- <laughs> just just Glover, me and, <laughs> <laughs> and just
1: started screaming.
3: <laughs> but it's
0: it's weird though because okay, we we just mentioned all the characters there that are actually good and hmm. they're all the none man- of them are the angels. <laughs> and none of them the angels.
2: <laughs> which which I feel is a shame because independently you look at our core cast, you look at Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore and Lucy Liu. All of them are Competent performers as well. But in this instance, it unfortunately just doesn't work.
0: No, not at all. They're, they're all,
3: there's like, it, it just, it's like the smart one, the pretty one, and the punk one. And that's, and that's all they are.
2: And that's all they're given. That's exactly yeah. right. You know, there's not much more than that. And the smart one's you.
3: Asian. clever. <laughs> mm. How fucking smart of you. And then, oh. and like, yeah, it's just bad. Mm, yeah. And then they made another one. Which was somehow worse. (laughs) Somehow, (laughs) it was a Demi Moore was the villain. That's about all. And then Pink Pink did a song for it back when they were still doing songs for movies.
1: Oh yes, I remember.
3: And there's a motorcycle bit that goes on too long. That's all I remember. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like they're doing motocross or something. Like,
0: and there's there are jumps and.
1: Yeah. I, I don't
0: remember them very well, unfortunately. Well, actually, thankfully, yeah. I've only got a vague memory of what you're talking about, but I do mm. remember a yeah, maybe that was the most interesting part of that film. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there you go.
1: Mm.
0: But no, good. yeah, yeah. Pretty bad. Okay. Um yeah. So, Monica, it must be yours now. We'll probably get another agreed one, but it sounds Ooh, yeah. it left.
3: I've got two left now.
2: Well, hold on to your your pants, because I'm about to talk about the Sex and the City movies.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay.
3: Wow. I'm I'm, going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I've never seen the show, and I've certainly never seen the movies.
2: Completely fine. Um, Sex and the City is a TV series. Um, It's either your cup of tea or it isn't. Um, There are elements of it that I really liked, and the films, we did not need them. They are just extended episodes, and I especially did not need to see the world's most awful character, Carrie Bradshaw, enter yet another decade, having to choose between Mr. Big and another character called Aiden. Um, it's just, it just keeps re- re- repeating and recycling and re-rinsing the same stories over and over again, and I don't care. The series mm. ended on this emotionally complete tone, and I just was so very disappointed with how tone-deaf the film is. It's still stuck in that late 90s, early 2000s mindset, especially in the character of Carrie, who is a, um, a journalist who talks about sex. And she still doesn't quite get the program with what's going on and, you know, how the world is changing with approaches to fashion and to femininity and to um, female empowerment. It's just... I, I can't begin to sort of go on about how... Awful, this is, these movies are. And there's also, funnily enough, um, a limited new season of Sex in the City in production as we speak, minus Kim Cattrall.
0: <laughs> so um, it, it's what I suggested earlier more of the same, but bigger.
2: That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it just feels yeah. like a, a longer episode, um, just a, just cash it was a few, a cash a few years later. Yeah. It, it was a cash in, and I just felt it was completely unnecessary. Um, it's a couple of films that are sort of beating a dead horse and that horse is Sarah Jessica
0: Parker, so. <laughs> um, did you actually like the, the series, though? I, I need to know that. But basically I... because expectations of a film is probably based on what you enjoyed about the series. I mean...
2: I did enjoy the series. Um, Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's aged particularly well, but there are moments of brilliance um, more to do with particular characters than the series as a whole. Um, In the series, for example, I really like the story arc of the character Miranda because she's the most sensible person. (laughs) 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 That's probably where my... um, (laughs) <laughs> the life of the show comes to an end and also um, Samantha who is played um, by Kim Cattrall as well. The other two I never cared for and I never cared about their stories because they're just so unlikable and I never wanted to root for them. So okay. it's a bit of a love-hate relationship okay. with the show.
0: Yeah, because it's it sort of um, I I saw a couple of episodes of Sex and the City and it just was not my thing and so mm-hmm. therefore watching, watching a film of it wouldn't... <laughs> Never appealed to you, (laughs) but um, yeah. No, I was just interested because uh, I I mentioned Dukes of Hazard, and Mm. that's a poor draw to create a film from. But I guess is there elements that could have been used to make a better cinematic experience? I, I think some of the choices that are made by filmmakers are just so wrong, it, it's pointless and it mm. made me think of Absolutely Fabulous which I think their films yeah. are, are pretty much more the same, bigger, not really anything else and it, they're, mm. they're sort of shows that don't really lend to a single story because yeah, you, that's exactly- you needed the characters' arcs to really have an interest in it.
2: I think with the case of Ab Fab as well, um it's a much better
0: show as That's well. what I was thinking. You know, so, it, and
2: therefore, yeah. when you see it on the big screen, it's a more competent film. Hmm. Um, you know, and there's also the differences in um, British um, humour as well. I just find with Sex in the City, it's just extremely stale, and the stories of those women have already run its
0: course. Yeah. So. Yeah, but that it's absolutely fabulous. The concept still strong, and the show was always it's, good. It was a great still, show. It's still yeah. quite fresh. Yeah. yeah. So. I can see how it still works. And then the Batman movie from the 60s, I mean, mm. that that's still quite fun even yeah. though you, you watch the shows and you're just watching essentially an extended yeah, episode. 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 Yeah. But they're fun, but that's because of its source material. And, yeah. Um, yeah, okay.
2: Yeah, it's just something that I think just lost its way or forgot why it was charming
3: in the first place.
2: Mm. Yeah.
3: Well, let's talk about something that uh, has good source material and still oh, screwed the pitch. Okay, the, the Flintstones. Oh yes, that made my list. <laughs> Ooh, yabba dabba don't has, <laughs> has one of the best and longest-running cartoon series it gets turned into this
0: bizarre movie. Yeah, it's sort of but it's like a family film with inappropriate elements in it. (laughs) Yeah. Um and yeah, the the, you have to say the Flintstones set uh well, I guess the Flintstones, the cartoon was based on the sitcom of the time, Mm. but transposing it. And then that element was used by the Simpsons. It's almost yeah, yeah. A direct reference right at the beginning, in the position of the house and everything. Um, but mm. yeah, I, I I was so disappointed because I thought, oh, John Goodman, yeah, he could beat Fred and like, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis yeah. is unreal, yeah. So, but yeah, it was woeful. It's, it's woeful. funny
2: because even the sequel film, The Flintstones, had none of that original cast from the first film.
0: Well, I don't know why. The yeah, pre- <laughs> cool? I think it's a prequel. Is it? Okay.
3: Uh, Whatever yeah. it was. Look. Sorry, sorry. I have seen Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I didn't venture there. Tell us. Who, oh, uh,
3: no, um, uh, Baldwin plays Barney, and I can't remember which one. <laughs> <laughs> the one from the one from the one from Usual Suspects plays Barney. Okay, Billy Baldwin.
2: who
1: picked a Baldwin,
3: Alec. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I would actually kind of would want to see Alec playing
3: play, play <laughs> with rage <laughs> issues. Um who's the villain in it's um oh, God, Twin Peaks. Um Carl McLaughlin. He's not the villain. No. <laughs> Who plays Twin Peaks? Carl McGoldman's yeah, detective. He's the villain. Yeah. He is the
0: villain. Oh, he's a villain in yeah, he's in the Flintstones. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah.
2: Rock Vegas? Is that the one with or without Halle Berry?
0: Uh, Flintstones. Without. Flintstones okay. is without. With She's his assistant. Yeah. Yeah, got it.
3: Yeah, I'm easily confused by these films. They're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty bad. I don't blame you.
1: Yeah, um, yeah it doesn't. Weird. I actually it, had
0: the Flintstones and Lost in Space together, like going. Oh, that movie sucks. <laughs> We're
3: just
2: missing the last one to complete The Unholy Trinity for an eventual live action remake of The Jetsons. So
3: <laughs> give it time. Give them time. Give it time. Judy! <laughs> 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 Back to this 50s, my wife spending all my money. (laughs) Maybe that's why they haven't gone down the Jetsons route yet.
2: Yeah, maybe. Well, not that um, the character of Fred is much better, but
3: (laughs) I don't know. Well, he's a literal literal caveman, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Jetsons is in the future. That's the Age of Enlightenment. Supposedly. Wasn't that, like, set in, like, 2020 or some shit? Who knows? I <laughs> have a flying car. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I've got
0: one more stinker left. Who? What have you guys got?
2: I've got one more as well, um I mean.
0: No, we, mine got used up by <laughs> agreeing <laughs> with you. <laughs> it's sad, but the bad ones really do stand out. They
2: really do. Um, shall I go ahead and share my last please,
3: one? Please. 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 Please.
2: Oh, goodness. Um, I, have, I have to talk about uh, Dragon Ball Evolution.
3: Oh, okay. Now, I think that's actually all right. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. And this is why... Look, 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 look. I know. I, know all right, I loved Dragon Ball Z as a kid. Like, I really fucking loved it. I had toys. I had everything. I had posters. And then I reached a point where I was like, it's pretty shit. It's actually not very good, the cartoon. Yeah.
2: No, it's not. Um, if you want to watch a good version of Dragon Ball Z, you need to watch probably um the parody um created by Team Four Star.
3: Yeah, right. Sure. That's fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's what you're saying. You're saying a parody is better than the actual thing. Well, so because that movie when that movie came out, I'm like, well, it can't be fucking worse. And I was just like, all right. Yeah, it's a bit problematic in that Goku is white. <laughs> <laughs> and and Bulma is white and i think to me it's sort of
2: um n- not because
3: the show was good it
2: that show was the late 90s it captured a cultural zeitgeist like it was the sh- the cartoon of the late 90s so you had dragon Ball Z Pokemon and for girls like me sailor moon and um yeah when the movie came out it just felt like a completely stilted version of this huge cultural phenomenon that just created this dissonance and it didn't make enjoyable viewing
3: for me. See, I just, I just, I think I just sort of accepted for what it was was this oh. really cheesy bad. <laughs> like, and I, I have a lot of fun with it, but because it's bad, I guess. Yeah,
2: no, c- completely fair. And um, not just Goku and Bulma are the problem as well, you also have the villain problem with the character of Piccolo, who is. Very, very interesting and quite fleshed out. James Marsden, yeah, you know of of Buffy, Buffy, and um, he's just this, you know, lacking of pathos.
3: You know, growling, angry, growling, angry villain. He doesn't,
2: he doesn't do much. You know, where's, where's the, you know, the inner conflict and where's the intrigue? They didn't care. Yeah, it was just a film made without care. And that's
3: probably why I've included it in this list. Fair enough. I, I just think it's one of those like silly, like I have a bit of fun with it kind of movies. Sure. No worries. Young Fat's quite good.
2: He is the best part of that movie. That's true.
3: <laughs> My last one is a stinker. Wild Wild West. Oh,
2: I I didn't know that was a
3: television series, but um, I'm happy to rag on this movie. <laughs> it was a, It was indeed a TV series. With two detectives going off to solve adventures in the wild wild west, not fighting Confederate mechanical spiders, but not fighting racist <laughs> Kenneth Branagh. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you in a coon. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. I was actually all quiet from that last one because I have no idea about the Dragon Ball Z stuff, but Completely Wild sad. Wild West unfortunately i saw that one mm.
2: yeah it was um by the same director who did men in black and you can sort of see him trying to capitalize on the success it from is that
3: Barry okay. Sonnenfeld who is one mm. of he is it, i it breaks my heart really he's like it's like dodging a falling star because one of this man's other movies is on my best tv show adaptations list
0: mm, okay
3: he was and he did Men in Black, and he, like, was really great. And then just kind of... <laughs>
2: it's such a shame, because Men in Black's such a good film.
3: Men in Black's great! Great!
2: But this one?
3: No. <laughs> I don't understand. I, I just... There's so much in it that I don't understand.
2: Uh, the thing that um, perplexes me the most in this movie and upsets me is Kevin Klein. Why is he here? Why is the the most delightful person on the planet, Kevin Klein, in this shit show of a film?
3: Being the sort of sciency kind of with, and then it just leads to weird conversations of like him being in drag and like
2: touch my yeah. breasts. Touch, touch my breasts. I'm in love with Selma Hayek.
0: <laughs> so on. Oh, I just think it smacks of too many people putting their bit into it to yeah. create it yep. because yeah, it- it's based on the. Success of Men in Black, I'd say that that it was a rushed production in that case to try and capitalize on it. But
3: also you're um, produced by John Peters, who um, there's a very famous story about this movie where um, he, so John Peters was the guy who produced Batman, the Tim Burton Batman. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: He used to be Barbara Streisand's hairdresser
0: and failed upwards to become a movie producer. (laughs)
1: I'm I'm not
0: joking. Obviously he gets a lot of money doing her hair so yeah. yeah yeah
3: so um there's a really famous story where um he was going to produce the superman movie the one with um nick cage mm-hmm. and he got kevin smith who from clerks to write the script mm. and he was like oh the movie's got to have super uh, like the bad guy's got to fight a polar bear and um at the end of the movie superman has to fight a giant spider with well, like his demands of the movie and that movie never got made. So Kevin Smith years later was like, "So I went to watch this movie Wild Wild West." At the end, this giant fucking spider showed up. <laughs> so it's like pandering <laughs> to this like crazy producer's whims.
2: Kevin Smith must have been like, "Am I smoking pot? What's going on?"
0: <laughs> oh well, there you go. You made made it right. What I said, I didn't even. <laughs> yeah. I like, literally just weird like this guy's bizarre bands yeah yeah and but that's what it feels was like, like. Yeah, sure all the weird incongruous stuff that's thrown into it that doesn't flow together just makes me think it's one of those sorts of productions like a la space jam you know quick let's put everything we can think of into it and yeah. it just comes across that way
1: yeah
0: it's a bit of a turd oh a bit
3: <laughs> <laughs> If, if, if we uh, ever go back to doing What Were are Thinkings, I'm sure it's on the list somewhere. Oh. All right, let's move on to some good stuff then. Yes, please. My first one is The
0: Fugitive. Oh, I had The Fugitive. Yeah, it's a good film. Yep. Who made a fine taste. Yes. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, God, I love
3: this movie. <laughs> Yeah. It is, I, I saw the movie and I watched the show later because I was so like, I liked the movie so much. That's good. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the show kind of falls into that serialised thing of, you know, he's, he's, this week he's going to stop in this town and help people on his journey for vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the movie does a, a really good job of condensing that narrative into, I guess, the, the important parts.
2: Mm. It it does, especially also um, as it was a a crime that actually did happen in reality as well. And, you know, the gentleman's life ended quite tragically and, you know, in disgrace. So what a twist.
0: (laughs) It's it's a mixture of lots of things in it. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's a, a pretty taut thriller as such. Yeah. So when we're talking about thrillers, it's covering that base. Um, and then, of course, Harrison Ford and the cast are outstanding. Yeah. There's no flaws in it whatsoever. And then, some of the action pieces have been mimicked since. So, oh, absolutely! Just mm. those uh, set actions, and it's an unusual action film because he's obviously not an action hero at all. He's an so he's a doctor, doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's way beyond outside it, and um, that's what makes it work so well. It's, yeah. Cool Good choice. Excellent. I chose it as well, but so I have to now go down a, a notch. <laughs> well, not not down in terms of quality. I don't have these in any order, by the way. It's um,
2: mm.
0: not like that. Uh, I had the Adams family. I have also that one. Also on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we're, we're sinking here. This is weird. <laughs> Barry Sutherfield. Uh, yeah. There he is. Uh, the Adams family, it, it grabs the core of what made that show. And yeah. It's this idea that uh, being who you are is the main thing and that's the core principle of it. Mm. And they're so obviously outlandish, but they still maintain that sense of self and who they are throughout the entire film, regardless of what's thrown at them, what tempts them or what blocks them. Mm. And then it has that family value as well. So it's so well done and the performances are just outstanding it's like... but, it's, it, but
3: it also it presents this plot that is almost a sequel to the show yeah and you could very much take it at that value like obviously at some point gomez and Festa had a falling out and then <laughs> we get this really beautiful um like brotherly love and them coming back together despite their differences but you've got these really quirky, weird villains who are trying to, you know, get the the, Adams family fortune and stuff.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and um, for me, the movies, what I love them so much is you have this unconventional family, but they're an extremely loving family, and that's what's important. Like, you look at the relationship between Morticia and Gomez, it is a very strong, loving, respectful relationship. You know, they oh are, yeah, they're, they're, they're in so love. In, they are so into each other, you know, and that also lends itself to the performances. I mean, you have Angelica Houston and Raul Julia, you know, just match made in heaven.
3: Everyone, everyone in this movie everyone. is... Yeah. Christopher Lloyd, like, yeah.
0: Yeah. wow.
2: And, you know, Christine so, Christine
0: Ricci. Yeah. yeah. At Wednesday yeah. Adams, I'd say she took the took it that much further
2: she took yeah, the bull no. by the horns oh, oh,
0: yeah. oh, it. It and that, also, it, that is the one that they go to the camp is it or is that the sequel that's the, that's the,
2: that's the sequel and um yeah. while that is very much that movie is sort of like a rinse and repeat because it is telling mm.
0: festa's story again yeah. Yeah.
2: but at the core of it i think that's actually a wednesday adams movie
0: yeah that's what i was thinking yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. about
2: her coming of age yeah. And, you know, her finding her place in the world. And then you also have Joan Cusack playing like the craziest villain ever, who is just so delightful to watch on screen.
0: (laughs) But um, even just the production design really captures that Gothic nature of a black and white television show. And it's exquisite in so many ways. All the visual jokes and puns that you can see to do with their upside down, Reality of the Adams family, you know, in terms of what we'd see as depressing and dark, is celebrated by them, (laughs) and it it just shows up in everything, like statues in the graveyard, and so on. It's it's so well done. Um,
2: Yeah, yeah. There's just something about it that just captures, you know, for me, it's happiness in a bottle.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's such a it's such
3: a fun movie to watch. Mm, From Gomez slamming golf balls into his neighbor's house. Voila, old man!
2: Oh, isn't he a lady killer acquitted? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's,
0: oh. it's very good. Mm. Um, okay, Monica, yours.
2: Yeah. Um, this is probably um, my top pick. Um, it's certainly what I think is an, a success story when it comes to turning um, a TV show into a film, and that is In the Loop, which is a film mm. adaptation of The Thick of It. So I knew it was here. coming yeah you knew i can't i i was never you not can't gone. you can't
3: you can't not t- t- taste of the malcolm tucker
2: Yeah, <laughs> i've got one thing on my brain and that's
3: peter capaldi Yeah, <laughs> swearing furiously. i was just
2: swearing up the storm um it's, it's based on obviously the wonderful television series to think of it which is i guess um this generation's answer to yes minister Um, we get to see Malcolm Tucker handle a completely different group of individuals um, than he normally does from the television series. But what I love about it is that it kicks it up a notch from domestic politics to international politics, and you retain the cast, but they just play different characters. And you can differentiate between them, and you can still see, you know, it's the same problems, and, you know, Malcolm is here to deal with it. Yeah. And to spin and to swear and to completely tear these people apart and you're just here for it. And even the integration of some of the American um, characters as well, as we move into um, this global political discussion is really good. James Gandolfini plays this war-weary general in this movie and it's such an outstanding performance and he just fits.
3: Oh, he's it's, a phenomenal actor, though. a
2: phenomenal <laughs> actor. And he doesn't get a lot of screen time, but when he's there, it just neatly fits into the narrative of the story. And it's just, it's, it's a very memorable film. I can't speak highly of it enough.
3: No, it's a very good choice. I saw the movie before the show and I was just, like, floored. It was such a good political satire.
2: it's excellent and some of the one-liners in there my absolute favorite one is (laughs) my favorite one is coming from malcolm of course but um there's a line where um the the british mp says um we must climb the mountain of conflict um (laughs) and he goes you know what you sound like you sounded like a fucking nutty Julianne (laughs) truce and it just just sends me into hysterics
3: So like, I'm sorry you don't like swearing. You're an F star star uh, uh. cunt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, it's it's just it's just perfection. Like if you want to watch how to do political satire, watch anything that Amanda Eutia writes and directs because oh, he just yeah. he just understands it.
0: Death of Stalin,
2: like holy shit. The Death, the death of Stalin oh. is a, is a spectacular film as well that he yeah that he wrote.
0: Good choice. Mm. Nice. It's good because I haven't seen it, so I've got you something on like my it. watch list. Oh, now. I, I like it.
3: oh, you'll like it. I highly yep. recommend it. Mm. Cool. All right. I'm gonna jump on to a a an absolute masterpiece of cinema, one of the greatest films ever made. Uh that would be the A Team.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Oh dear me. Your you story. knew it was coming. You knew oh, okay. it was coming back. Look, I cannot can speak. I can I just put a premise on that one? Because I get where you're coming from already before you go into it because the show was so wacky in itself, I have yeah. to say. Like, I, it was so popular when I was a kid, like in high school, but weirdly so. And even we knew we were going, no one ever gets killed. Like, as yeah, in, don't it even was one guns. of the things. Yeah, it's, it's such a weird premise to have that a team with no guns and no yeah, family and... friendly action heroes. yeah yeah and that that was such a... a strange show that did so well you know it made careers and such yeah hmm. B. A. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all i mean dirk benedict um
3: who was um murdoch in the original it was um because he was great in star trek and he's in a whole bunch of stuff uh,
0: what was his name? He uh, he was uh, an older actor, like known for other things. I don't remember.
3: Anyway, I mean, anyway, not the, not really the point. But the A uh, Team movie from a few years ago with uh, Liam Neeson, <laughs> Bradley Cooper, and um, Charlize Copley is fantastic. And the guy who plays Mr. T, fantastic. <laughs> It's guy <laughs> plays, Mr. T, not me. Yeah, he, plays... not, <laughs> he does a something Jackson. Anyway, MMA fighter does a superb Mr. T impersonation. <laughs> Doesn't matter because the movie is absurd and it embraces its absurdity, and it is some of the best shot action, some of the funniest one-liners. I love it. I love that movie so much. And I, I saw it like five or six times at the cinema. Like, I really like the A-Team. Obviously, yeah. If you go <laughs> back know. that many times. There's like one bit... And the villains are even interesting. There's like that one the one scene where the villain's in the car and these guys are about to kill him and they're putting a silencer on the gun and he's like, can you look? Just give me the gun, I'll do it myself. Like... <laughs>
0: you're gonna hurt yourself doing it that way <laughs>
3: it's like really good <laughs>
0: I, just, I love that movie so much uh it is a fun one i yeah. I, I enjoy it yeah cool. um i have mission impossible as in the first one i have yeah. a love-hate relationship with mission impossible i'm not talking about the beyond it
3: because no i don't weird. even the first one i don't i don't know yeah? i don't know no, I something. like it. It's,
0: I like it
2: too. It's a, it's a very good spy movie.
3: Yeah, it's and it's it, it, some Brian De Palma, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and it, it it embraced the show and definitely made it work the way it has a twist and so on. Um, it sort of shed the skin of the show as well, so it became something in itself mm. at the same time while using all its trappings. Um, it it was interesting how it got turned into a franchise a la tom cruise franchise <laughs> um, the tom cruise machine yeah which it's essentially become mm-hmm. and they're filming they're filming through them at the moment
2: yeah they are
0: but um action wasn't always the main thing with mission impossible so it was always a subterfuge being the main part yeah, it show. was it was spy and, stuff yeah and that first one sort of maintained it enough to not go to the spectacle that now it's become the action sequences yeah. that yeah. drive it, and so it's more like a James Bondy type franchise than it started out as. And so I, I really admire I think the, the... I
3: think the moment you get John Woo to direct your sequel, you're kind of going to end up with well, an action yeah, film. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's even slow motion doves. It's now <laughs> you can't have a John Woo film without your doves. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, I I, I just don't think I've seen it enough to like I, I, I every time i watch it something happens like my, my memory of it is very foggy genre turns out to be a bad guy and there's a helicopter chase in a tunnel that's like it and there's the thing where he's hanging <laughs> like it's a very it's like and i've seen it like two or three times but my, it's just so foggy to me i don't know why
1: mm-hmm.
3: maybe it's my problem maybe it's I'm sure it's great <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I don't know. No, <laughs> I, I, don't think have any, I don't have any direct criticism, though. It's like I have an inability to remember the movie. <laughs>
2: maybe, maybe it's just a spy film. You, you've seen better spy films that you just enjoy. Maybe, with. maybe. You know, and, you know, there's plenty out there which are better than Mission Impossible, but, you know, it's good for what it is. It's got that soundtrack.
3: That's Yeah, the soundtrack. <laughs> do, 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 <laughs> do, do, do. Cool. How many many we got left? I've got two left.
2: I have one left in me.
3: You have none. Uh, I've got
2: two. Two. Yep. All right. Um, I will mention my last one. Um, Speaking of spies, let's talk about Get Smart. (laughs) I really like the movie. It doesn't try too hard to emulate the television series. I think it stands completely on its own while just giving, you know, a subtle nod here and there to the original TV series. And it's just enjoyable and, funny and
3: just great, great. I loved it. It's, it's a really fun movie. It's a really fun it's movie. Like the show is just fun to watch.
2: Yeah, and um, whoever decided to cast Alan Arkin as the chief of control is a genius <laughs> because that's inspired casting. <laughs> but yeah, I just, there's something about Steve Carell in this role. He's, he's not trying too hard to be, you know, Don, Don Adams, is, yeah. He's being his own, you know, he's this analyst who just wants to be an agent and he's trying really hard but there's just this thing that's holding him back and it's not until he's forced into the situation with a very sort of straight-laced Agent 99 played really well by Anne Hathaway that just sort of marries so well together.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I, I think Get Smart, um, it's drawing from one of the greatest sort of parody Television shows of the whole spy genre, so yeah. uh, it it already has great Slightly, material to work with. The
3: young Frankenstein, favorite Mel Brooks thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, yeah. That's it's definitely his one of the top few things he's done. Because I'm afraid I'm not a massive Mel Brooks fan, and um, but get smart is uh, definitely a, a brilliant concept. And uh, yeah, Steve Carell. It's I sort of feel like it's what happened to Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> he sort of like you know, when he, he left the office, and then he went. Oh, I'll go do some analysis. No, I want to be a spy. <laughs> and it's, it's got the same sort of feel to it, but not not without trying to be Michael Scott or anything. But he's got, yeah, he he works in that role definitely. Mm. Um, and sort of the absurdity of uh, The Rock, and yeah, and that, that it works really well too. Dwayne The Rock Johnson Dwayne at
3: the this stage, Jones. I think.
2: Yeah, my only one criticism of the film is that I wish they had um, the character of Siegfried be a, a little bit more ridiculous as he was originally in the television series. I think he's a bit too straight laced, but that's okay. I can yeah. deal with it. Terrence no, Stamp. It's it's yeah, yeah, it's Terrence Stamp. So I don't yeah. yeah, everything's forgivable. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. I'm yeah. going to throw, throw a sort of disposable one. It's just one that I really like, which is uh, Serenity.
2: I wouldn't have thought
3: to choose that just, one. Yeah, yeah. the continuation of the show. Yeah.
0: I enjoyed Serenity, but it felt rushed for me. Oh And, yeah. and my sister actually, yeah, there you go. She's going to, she listens in on this. Yeah. She explained it to me, saying that yeah, it was trying to close up a show yep. that got shut Time. down. And, yeah. And so when I watched the film, that's the only thing I'd seen. So I had no reference uh, for what was going. To Firefly. On yeah so uh... yeah it's trying to
3: tie off a lot of loot threads and, yeah, and... it just gets abandoned but i still think it does a, a very good job of trying to round out a very rich world it, it,
0: uh, it, it made a very good mad max in space feel i have to yeah. say it's, oh, all... it's a total space question
2: yeah. Mm. yeah i'm still very yeah. upset about um the fate of one Hoban washburn so yeah
3: <laughs> well look some wounds never heal uh
2: yeah, that's that's one of my <laughs> my precious wash. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, I understand that completely. Yeah, no, it, it's a great film, and a, and I think uh, one of my favorite science fiction franchises, if you will. Yeah, I'm dreading dreading the upcoming Disney remake. I don't know what that's going to be. And it scares me. Oh, oh, so.
0: oh Firefly. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah,
3: Disney Disney coming to Disney Plus in a in a home home cinema the new year. Uh, yeah, they're doing a they're doing a Disney Plus exclusive. And I don't know if it's a remake, if it's going to be just like another story set in the same world, I don't know, but they're, they're, they're doing it.
2: Is the original yeah. cast involved? No.
3: No idea. Oof. I know Whedon's definitely not. Well. Not at the moment. Not
2: now. That's what you get.
0: <laughs> Alright, so yeah, Serenity, I've got one more to go. I now. did not understand that reference whatsoever. What, what was that about? <laughs> <laughs> about What's just Whedon? Oh, oh, no, I didn't... I. Yeah, no, I know what He's I'm been a sorry. very naughty yes. boy. Yes yes, 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 yes. No, I know. <laughs> yep. No, I know what you mean now. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Are you uh, going to give me one or you know you're going to do your double up? I
3: can
0: do the last one. Yeah, oh, I've got two left. The Untouchables.
2: Yeah.
0: But it was, was that a book though? No. No, I wasn't. it uh, nope.
3: okay. was a show. Oh, all right. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, that's just a good one. So it, it 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 tells the entire story of the show in one movie, and all you really need to know is that these guys caught Al Capone. Hmm. Um, Brian De Palma, doing a splendid job, bringing this show to the big screen as he did vision Impossible*, and you get some um yeah, you know, Connery won his Oscar for it. it it's also Kevin... Kevin Costner and one of the only films that <laughs> I
2: enjoy him in.
3: He's fantastic.
2: He's fantastic, and everything else I've seen him in crap.
3: <laughs> what JFK? Like
2: no, back into the left.
3: No, he doesn't do it for me. You make me sick. Um. Anyway.
2: <laughs> Fight
3: me. <laughs> um. No, it's it, fantastic. Like Andy Garcia great in it. Yeah. The the other guy, <laughs> the dead one. The other guy, <laughs> the dead one. <laughs> <laughs> um you know it takes
0: a lot of liberties with
3: uh, with reality but it's still very fun to watch yeah
0: it is oh yeah that's a good one I, who's coming to the bog. who's
3: going to mm-hmm. the bog like, pretty good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well i had uh the naked gun as one of them <laughs> because from the files police, of police squad, police squad yeah. yeah um just only because i love net leslie nielsen's comedy he's it's so good. Yeah. It's yeah. that. It's very good. It's very good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and it's Zucker, So, you know, yep. we've got flying mm-hmm. high humor, but not done in the sort of bad way of parodying things. It's its yep. own show, really. It's not yeah. a parody of things. So
1: um,
0: some very classic jokes in it that, you know, I think people try and reference now quite often, like mm-hmm. where you, when you take a microphone. <laughs> bathroom and all those sorts of things so it's uh really really good and weirdly um priscilla presley in it that that's like she's good she's solid and it's um it's it's, it's a fine fine film yeah so did you have one more scott or i'm done you're done my final one is actually when we reviewed and i had to debate whether it's included or not because it's totally meta and it's head because <laughs> I'm, <a>, I'm allowed. <laughs> yeah, and Monica said I could, so this is why. <laughs> Monica <laughs> yeah, said it was okay. I said it was okay,
2: so therefore I. I told
0: you to jump off. What would you do? <laughs> hey,
2: Jason, how do you feel about jumping off a bridge later? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, it's no, it's good. It's I good agree good, with this. It <laughs> it's very metal. when it suits me, Monica. When it suits me, Fair
2: enough.
0: <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I can pencil in Sunday at two p.m. <laughs> Um, yeah, but it, it's the the ultimate in taking a television show way beyond the television experience. <laughs> the realms of reality. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, it pushes it beyond just what cinema can do. So it's, um, Not very to crisp. me, outstanding. Um, if from you, television you to can to go back screen. and listen to
3: our Head episode uh, from mm. uh, a couple of weeks ago, if you want a bit of uh, enlightenment on what Head is all about. We have an entire episode you can listen to. A
2: very
3: worthy mm. film, yes. Yes. <laughs> that's cool. it. Cool. TV into cinema. It can be done very well as you've just discovered, but it can also be done quite badly. Mm. I'll end more often bad. <laughs> yeah, more often bad. <laughs> I'll end this on uh, Will Smith's rendition of Wild Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> classic song oh. <laughs> and cool. you could have um, picked the porpoise song jeez I could have <laughs> I can't repeat myself I've already done that I think oh okay alright <laughs> Um, if you guys have um, your thoughts on this let us know on Facebook let us know on Twitter let us know your top five best CV series into films or and worst let us know you can message us anytime yeah. you like We'll probably read them eventually. Thank you guys so much. For... <laughs> yes, we will. We'll reply. We're nice. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Pop Culture. I've been Scott. I'm
0: still Jason.
2: And I'm still Monica.
3: Pop Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddie, Monica Porto, and Scott Sauder. The clip for this week's show was a scene from the Simpsons movie and the song at the end was the Adams Family theme because I couldn't bring myself to watch the music video for Wild Barn West ever again. If you're enjoying the show, players, please, I invite you to jump on the Apple Podcast and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. If you'd like to find us on social media, we're available at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod, on Twitter at popcultureau, and we are also available on Instagram.
0: So get a witch's shawl on, a broomstick you can crawl on, we're gonna pay a call on the Adams Family.